The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, Governor Mike Huckabee shares from his book, Rare, Medium, or Done Well, the importance of leaving a legacy in your faith, family, and finances. And there are gonna be some people in heaven that God is gonna reward, not because they were famous, not because they were ever the lead story in the six o'clock news. And let me say to you, that's not all it's, all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> there are gonna be some people that God's gonna say, you did exactly what I put you on earth for. to be with you. All of you here are a tremendous blessing. Thank you, all of you. You're a blessing. All of you are worthy. Don't you ever let the enemy tell you you're unworthy, unfit. That's one of the biggest lies. You just yield the clay of your life to the master potter, and he's going to make you a vessel of honor and a channel through which he flows his love and his truth and his freedom and his blessings. You're a chosen vessel. We have a chosen vessel here who wrote a wonderful book. I think that you're gonna find yourself almost leaping through it because as you read it, it's gonna lift you up. And you know the author because he's a statesman, not only the governor of the great state of Arkansas, which is truly a great state with great people and their great neighbors to Texas. And I thank God for you and pray for us, okay? <laughs> I once made a statement, I said, you know, boy, Texas is the greatest nation, all we need is a little more, you know, water and air conditioning. The guy stood up and said, man, that's all hell needs. No, <laughs> 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 well, Arkansas guy can handle that. Would you welcome back to life today, Governor Mike Huckabee. Thank you. I'm asking you in, in this, this program to wear the governor's hat, the statesman hat, and the pastor's hat, and the father's hat above all. Just, just the neighbor. Talk to us as concerned people here in America and people watching all over the world who love America. People are praying for America because if freedom fails here, the whole world is devastated. So talk to us out of your heart. What do you pray and what you hope the book accomplishes because you want people to be able to hear from God the Father, well done. James, when I grew up, uh, there's a thing in the South that when a family has a death in the family, one thing that you can always count on is that people will come, they'll bring hugs, they'll bring lots of food, more than a family could ever eat, and one thing that'll always be there will be a big bowl of potato salad. One of the chapters in the book I call Potato Salad Time, and here's why. One of these days, the potato salad is gonna be brought for me. They're gonna bring that bowl for me. And what are people gonna say about me at potato salad time? So it's sort of a euphemistic way to talk about death without saying, you know, Mr. Smith died. It's potato salad time over at the Smith house. We're all gonna experience potato salad time. We need to live our lives for the way it ends rather than for living it just for the weekend or for next summer's vacation. And how do you do that? 
It's putting the big things first and foremost. For example, I think we've got to get back, and this is part of the therapy that I had in writing the book. What matters is family. What matters is that we raise children who grow up to take our places and do a better job than we did. And you know, if people are only busy trying to get a better income so they can give their kids things, but they don't give kids character, and they don't teach kids how to love each other in a marriage, then what are we giving them? We're giving them stuff that will be destroyed. And that's the kind of, of mistake I think that many American families have made. So uh, focusing on what real family means. Every kid in this country is better off with both a mother and a father. And I realize some great kids come out of broken homes. They have and always will. But the best environment for a child growing up is to have a mother and a father who love the children and the mother and father who love each other. We've almost lost sight of that. We, we don't help people to understand that faith is not an event. People think, if I'm going to go to summer camp, I'm going to have a faith moment. Faith is a process. It's something that happens throughout the entirety of our lives. I hear people say, you know, that person really offended me, and they did it on purpose. And I've tried to forgive them, but I just can't. And my response to them is, try it again. And keep trying. The trying of your faith works patience. But let patience have its perfect worth. And sometimes we forget that. So uh, I want people to understand that faith is a lifetime process. It is not a single event. And it is going to be in our lives like riding a bicycle. When people say, how do I learn to forgive? How do I learn how to give generously? To be a tither, to be a generous giver above that. How do I learn how to love people who are mean? How do I learn how to accept the difficulties in life when something has happened to me that I've got a diagnosis of a disease that I didn't want. How do I deal with that? I've tried and I can't try it again. That's how you learn to walk. It's how you learn to ride a bicycle. It's how you learn to play a musical instrument. You do it over and over until it becomes a part of your makeup. That's what real faith is about, James. It's, it's not just this, please, God, hit me with it. Come on down. I wish it was. And how many times have we all prayed for that? So I want people to understand that we're moving toward potato salad time. We're moving toward the finish line. But we never stop moving. We never get to the place we just sit, fold our arms and say, okay, God, this is far as I can get. Because that's not true. And God wants us to move to the place where he looks at our life and he says, well done, good and faithful servant. That's what determines the evaluation of my life. You're not going to be judged by the people that don't like you, not even by the people who love you. You're going to be judged by the God who made you and has a perfect plan for your life. And he loves us so perfectly. He, uh, and you know what he does do when you pointed out all those things? He is offering to be a source of strength Yes. and to send his spirit. You know, you and I are Baptists. But I think we believe full well in the importance of the fullness and power of the Holy Spirit living in us. And what I found, Mike, because I've been hurt a lot in my life, I have a forgiver living in me. And if in faith I will yield this clay, this vessel, to the fullness of that spirit, that forgiver can only forgive. That has enabled me to forgive people I would have said I can't forgive. And the beautiful thing is when I forgive, 
it changes me and many times them and it begins to change everything around me. Does that make sense that we can ask for of this course. help in those areas where we feel so weak? I, I travel a lot and I'm on the road all the time and I, I, I will get on an airplane and I'll say, I'm gonna fly to California. Well, actually, I'm not gonna fly to California. The airplane is. I'm gonna be in the plane and wherever the plane goes, I go. When the Bible speaks about I'm in Christ, it's not so much that I am Christ, because I'm not, mm -hmm. but I am in Him. How do I forgive? Because I'm going where He's going. Yes. And if He's gonna forgive, I've gotta, hey, I've gotta do it because that's where He's going. That's great. If I'm gonna be generous and I don't wanna be generous, if I'm in Christ, I'm going to be generous because that's who he is. Those are the ways in which our lives move toward that finish line so that he can look at us. And instead of saying, you just failed to live up to your potential or you lived a life of mediocrity. You, you, you could have done worse, but you sure could have done better. But if God says, with what I gave you, and he doesn't give us the same things, doesn't expect the same things out of us, but if he says, well done, good and faithful servant, you took the keys in your hand and you drove a church bus and picked kids up who got to know Christ. You had a, a, a hand and you dialed phone calls by the hundreds and invited people to an evangelistic meeting to hear a James Robinson message and they came to Jesus. Uh, you had a spoon and you stirred things in your kitchen, and you took food to people who were hurting and who had been through surgery, and you fed them, and you nourished them, but you loved them. You used what you had, and there are gonna be some people in heaven that God is gonna reward, not because they were famous, not because they were ever the lead story in the six o'clock news, and let me say to you, that's not all as, all as cracked up to be. <laughs> there are gonna be some people that God's gonna say, you did exactly what I put you on earth for. You made gloves for little kids. You know, you went over to someone's home and just hugged them. You mowed their lawn when their dad couldn't be there to do it. Those are the things that we think are unimportant, but those are the things that at the end of this life will be the reasons that God says, well done, good and faithful servant. James, when I see the things you're doing with the water, and there are people all over the world, and, and they'll say, oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could. And the truth is, God is saying, you can. You can. You, give can. A cup of you just water. have to make that That's a priority. Right. Those are the ways at which God tells us, like the perfect father he is, that we can do rather than what we can't do. You talk about such calm things. Yeah, you, do, you do talk about, about things related to, to food. food. Food's good. <laughs> um, I, uh, you, do you talk about a, a, a fork, a special, what, 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 what's the deal there? There was a pastor who was called to the home of one of his members. And when he got there, she said, Pastor, uh, I've been diagnosed with a terminal illness and I'm not gonna last long. And I wanna plan my funeral. And she said, I know a lot of people would think this is morbid, but it's not. I don't wanna take this burden from my family and make it easy on them. So I have it all figured out. And she went through the service, the songs and what scripture she wanted. And she said, I have one other thing. And pastor, it's kind of an unusual request. And he was thinking to himself, oh yeah, everybody thinks they have an unusual request. And then she said, when they put me in the casket, I want them to put a fork in my hand, not flowers, but a fork. And I want that fork to be in my hands. And so when people come around, they're gonna look and they're gonna say, what on earth has she lost her mind as well as her life? And then the pastor, when you do my message, 
I want you to explain why I have a fork in my hand. And he was, of course, by this time bewildered. He said, well, you'll have to explain it to me. She said, you know when we have those church potluck suppers and everybody brings so much food and there's pot roast and fried chicken and potatoes and we eat and we just keep eating and we just think we can't have another. And then everybody's reared back and the ladies come and they pick up our plate. But here's there's something they'll always say when they pick up our plate. Keep your fork. <laughs> Keep your fork. Now, everybody who's ever been to a church potluck knows what this means. Keep your fork means it ain't over. You stuffed yourself with all these dishes, but keep your fork because the best is yet to come. Dessert's on its way. That's pretty cute. There's chocolate cake. There's, there's lemon meringue pie. Folks, you thought it was over. You thought it couldn't get any better, but the best is yet to come. Keep your fork. She said, Pastor, you tell them. Keep your fork because the best Amen. is yet to come. Awesome. This is God's great message for us. This life, as important as we think it is, it ain't over yet. The best things we've had in this life, just remember, there's something yet to come. Amen. Keep your fork. You appreciate this, man. Amen. I promise you the best uh, that we'll ever hear is uh, I'm ready. I've kept the faith. And he says, well done. When he says that's good, it's, uh, it's really been a blessing to us to be able to say to our children, 11 grandchildren, eight of them married, and they're married to spouses that love Jesus and all 11 of our grandchildren love Jesus. And our three little great-grandchildren, the oldest ones, uh, four, four great-grandchildren. I was trying to tell the age of the oldest oh. ones, three. Four, the oldest is three. I know they're going to grow up and love Jesus. You know, Mike, when you can talk about your family and all of them love God, and they love each other. Those mm. cousins love each other. It's a beautiful thing to see. Nothing more beautiful. And my prayer is that the father can look down at his family and say, look how they love one another. Look at the joy. The best is yet to come. I want us to reveal to the world the glory that's to come by allowing the King of glory, Christ in us, the hope of that glory revealed. You know the song, My Eyes Have Seen the Glory of the Coming of the Lord? That just keeps going over and over in my mind. And, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm seeing and hearing something a little different. My eyes have seen the coming glory of the Lord as greater heart's desire than the Lord coming in glory. I want his glory to come on us and the whole world see the manifestation of that glory and that hope. Does that make sense? Amen. Yes, Don't you does. think that's a possibility? Don't you believe that if he told us to pray because his kingdom, he says, has come, the kingdom's at hand, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do you think Jesus would teach us a foolish prayer and make a foolish prayer, the model prayer, if it was not possible for the will of God to be done on earth? Don't you think it's possible? Not only possible, it's the only thing that makes sense. Everything that God tells us to do is practical. It's practical. It's for our benefit. You know, sometimes people try to make things too complicated when they read the scripture and when they think about what God says. It's all for our benefit. If God tells us to, uh, you know, not 
not to steal. It's not because he doesn't want us to have stuff. It's because he knows that if we have something that we don't truly earn or we don't have it honorably, we'll never be happy with it. So there's nothing in God's word that is uh, without purpose and merit. And it's practical, useful, and it works. And you don't covet what somebody else has. You rejoice with those who rejoice. I have so much fun watching somebody build a home, watching somebody get an opportunity, get a new car. I never want that car. You know how I pray when I see beautiful homes going up somewhere or just a modest home, but it's their first home. It's their home. You know what I pray? God, please let a home live in that house. Please let a family. And you know what I see when I see a sale sign go up? I, God, I hope they didn't lose a dream. I hope they didn't lose a job. See, to me, this is weeping with those who weep, mm. rejoicing. It's a joyful way to live. Every time I see you, Everything you do, you brighten my day. And it didn't just cause you grinning. <laughs> you brighten my day because you're so full of the life and love of God. And frankly, Sarah brightens my day even when people are trying to beat her up. I see her sometimes, look at her, they're all throwing stones at her. And she handles them. She glances. She's a blessing. Would you say, God, thank you for Mike Huckabee and for Sarah, for the whole Huckabee family. God bless you, Mike. Thank you. His book is in the bookstores. Run, get one, order it online, get one for a friend. And uh, I tell you what, you've, you've talked about the fact that we love giving people water. We love feeding the hungry. We love rescuing girls and boys that have been trafficked sexually and watching their whole life change. Love of viewers has done miraculous things all over the world. That's what the church, that's what the family of God does. That's what caring people do for their neighbor. I see you trying to inspire that. I see you every time you talk. And I'm not kidding, you can be at a tough interview. You always brighten our day, and we just thank you for it. Thank you. Again, would you thank Governor Huckabee for being with us this week? We are, and Mike has already referred to it, how important it is that people who watch this program love their neighbor so obviously. I want you to look in on a scene that I believe will touch your heart and when you know that people are praying and hurting in these areas and you have the answer to their prayer and in effect, you are the answer to their prayer, I think you'll be excited about seeing that answered prayer. Watch. Jail. One was saying it's a no case of Kiwanj, Nifit's a friend. Kuka jail, and Haja missing Gambody Mugawan to no man. Nova Mingano Mutimana Medawana. Harakets of Afni, Nama Yingabid. How Kumbakaraban, Nimpana Yins. But I can never know before. We've gotten a chance to spend some time with Leah today and getting to hear her story, uh, come to find out we have a lot in common. We're both widowed.
when I come into these places and I see their water sources and knowing that it's, it's a very hopeless situation for them, that water itself has brought death to her family. I would love to extend a hand of hope to Leah and many people just like her, especially in this village, to be able to come in here and drill a well that will give her life and life more abundantly. That would take away the hardship that you feel, that would take away some of the pain that you feel. To know that you have fresh water every single day, I know that's what you asked me for. So I'm gonna turn around and I'm gonna ask you, would you please consider helping Leah and many, many people just like her right here in this village. And I am hopeful that out of our own obedience that we respond in Jesus' name. I promise you, it won't be in vain. You know, Betty, I don't think there's anyone who can watch that. And uh, I think most of you know Tammy Trent, great musician, great artist, great writer. Her husband drowned, and he was a swimmer. And so she's been single, but she's a missionary, and she's full of life. So she understands the pain of death. And here's, she lost a husband in water. These people are losing because. their family because of water. And what goes on in your heart? Because our viewers are the answer to that heart cry. I mean, they're the, they're the perfect solution. You really are. You are so important to what God wants to do to you. As Tammy said, reach out in hope, a hand of hope, offer your help so that these children won't have to die. And these family members won't have to die because of the contaminated water. I think about that wife, that mother, that mo especially a mother, she probably doesn't even tell her children when she goes after the water. This water's gonna kill you. Drink it, it's gonna kill you. She couldn't do that, but she knows. She knows in her heart what it's do gonna do to her children. So please join with us. Let's let her have a choice to offer her children fresh, clean, pure water. Please do it for the children. When you see the joy in a little village from all the families, just water coming out, out of the ground. See, in most of those places, we know there's subsurface water because there'll be boreholes that become filthy and contaminated, and they become killers. We can access it. That's the reason we're able to drill in most villages for an average of $4,800. You walk in with a miracle and put it in the center of their life. That's why we've been able to win millions and millions of people to Christ. When they see love, they're willing to listen to the story of love because it becomes so believable. God expressed his love in giving us his son and offering us life. That's what we're giving them. And then we tell them when we give them water for life about the water of life. And millions have not only had their lives saved, they've come to Christ. You're making this happen. Our viewers tell us that we love to do everything that the missionaries do and support them but nothing gives us greater joy than giving them water. For Jesus to say, if you just give a cup of water, you won't lose your reward. By the way, I think it's reward enough just to know we're an answer to mother's prayers. Their kids are gonna have a life. They're gonna have a future. When I give, I don't think about what's in it for me. I think about what love's doing for them. Would you right now take your bank card, go get it, or get a check. Get your bank card, use it like a check. 
dial that number. It's a lifeline right now. Always a prayer line. But right now it's a lifeline. Would you dial it? And by the way, if you ever get a busy, say, thank God people are calling. But you call until you get through and you make the gift God puts on your heart. The wells are $4,800. Could you drill a well? I pray you will, if you can. 1,200, three people join you, another well. 2,400, another joins you, another well. $48, 10 people basically water the rest of their life. That's what it does in their village. Would you do that? Whatever level you can help, please do. We've got some beautiful gift offers to send you. If you'd like to have Governor Huckabee's book, I'm telling you, you won't be able to put it down. It's going to inspire you to be the source of hope and light for the neighbors and people you know. It'll bless you. If you'd like to have it, you say, you know, James, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a cup of water. I'm going to give that. Would you send me Mike's book too? Yes, we will. Be glad to. Thank you so much for going online or dialing that number. Thanks for the gift. Today, a mother living in extreme poverty will do the unthinkable. Give her children dirty, disease-filled water that she knows could kill them. With no other choice, what's a mother to do? With your help, clean water is on the way. Mission Water for Life provides a way for parents to save the lives of their children, to offer them a bright future free from the fear of death. With your gift today, you can help drill and establish the first 200 water wells of the year. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five children. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10, $72 will provide for 15, and $144 will help provide life-giving water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you the Praying Grace 55-Day Devotional. This new devotional will help you renew your mind to the realities of God's grace and help you pray powerful grace-based prayers for each day. With your gift of $100 or more, request the Praying Grace Tumbler this reusable 16-ounce container is constructed with insulated stainless steel, perfect for hot or cold beverages. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people, or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well, and you may request a beautiful new commemorative bronze sculpture safe in the shepherd's arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online. You know, it's been a joy to uh, be visiting with you this week. I, I, you can watch any of the programs online, lifetoday.org. And Governor Huckabee's been a tremendous blessing to us. I want to just say thanks. Betty and I want to say thank you for giving a cup of water, a well of water, giving toward it. Thank you for your love. Thanks for praying for Mike. Uh, we're sending the book to anyone who would like to have it, who says, James, I'm going to help with the water. Would you mind sending me Governor Huckabee's book? We'd gladly send it to you along with the other gifts. And uh, we just pray that you'll be blessed by what you read and become a blessing. Let's all say thanks to Mike Huckabee for being with us. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
If you are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, come be a part of the Life Today studio audience. Go to lifetoday.org forward slash tickets, lifetoday.org forward slash tickets. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.